This is the morning brief from the Economic Times. Our job is to make sure that 51 crore people get vaccinated in a record period of time. It is possible if it becomes a community affair. To vaccinate 51 crore people, we need just 70,000 crore rupees. One day of lockdown cost the country about 10,000 crore rupees. So one week of lockdown will pay for the cost of vaccinating 51 crore people. This is not a policy matter. It is a business matter. It is very important that there is one organization called Government of India negotiating with the vaccine companies to give us the vaccine. Whether it is going to be a third wave. It is a pointless debate whether children will get infected or not. The most important thing is we should be prepared for the third wave. Vaccination protects. There is no doubt about it. Vaccinating a country as populous and as vast as India was never to be an easy task. But India's vaccination drive against the deadly COVID-19 pandemic has been fraught with deficiencies. The country that is home to close to 18% of the world's population has so far fully vaccinated only 3% of its population. States struggled to source the vaccine and scale up coverage. And after many requests for help from states and a nudge from the Supreme Court, the Indian government has announced a reversal in its strategy to source the vaccine. Prime Minister Narendra Modi said on Monday that the center will resume procuring 75% of vaccines manufactured in the country and allocated to states for free starting from June 21st vaccination of all adults will be free in the country the transition in vaccine procurement strategy comes at a time when the second wave of the pandemic is just beginning to recede in today's episode we will look at the road ahead and the challenges in vaccinating india with a special guest and some ground reports from the economic times i'm rachita prasad and you are listening to the morning brief like i said before we have a special guest with us today india's leading doctor founder and chairman of narayana health dr devi prasad shetty dr shetty is a member of the supreme court appointed national task force for covid 2.0 he's also heading the task force set up by the karnataka government to tackle the possible third wave of the pandemic good morning and welcome to the podcast dr shetty good morning rachita thank you doctor you have been tracking india's vaccination drive very closely the central government has now taken a u turn on its vaccine procurement strategy it has taken back control of procuring vaccines for state governments and union territories It feels like this flip-flop of strategy has resulted in loss of considerable time. Will the new strategy help in expediting the process? I do not like to do postmortem. I'm a heart surgeon. We don't like postmortems. <laughs> we only like to see how we can save lives. Fair enough. Now, coming back to the strategy of vaccination, it is a tremendous opportunity for the country to convert the dreaded COVID third wave. as the covid third wave of common cold we can do that we can do that by just vaccinating about 51 crore people and it is possible i'm not saying with the vaccination 
people are not going to get covid they will still get covid but they will have mild manifestations of body ache and some cough and fever and that's all it they will not land in the icu or on the ventilator our doctors kept telling me we have the hospital where i'm working currently we at the peak had nearly 700 covid patients and our doctors kept telling me that they hardly encountered a single patient uh on the ventilator or critically unwell in the icu who had two doses of vaccine and this is the experience across the world vaccination protects there is no doubt about it when the first wave came we were hopeless and helpless today we have a very very important tool the question is whether india can vaccinate 51 crore people in the next 3 to 4 months time if you ask me yes india is one of the very few countries in the world which can accomplish it without any problem sathiyo aaj ye nirnay liya gaya hai ki rajyon ke paas वैक्सीनेशन से जुड़ा जो 25 प्रतिशत काम था उसकी जिम्मेदारी भी भारत सरकार उठाएगी 21 जून सोमवार से देश के हर राज्य में 18 वर्ष से ऊपर की उम्र के सभी नागरिकों के लिए भारत सरकार राज्यों को मुफ्त वैक्सीन मुहैया कराएगी we are joined by nidhi sharma from the economic times who's tracking this development very closely nidhi what is the government's thinking behind taking over the vaccine procurement why now what we were witnessing in may was uh, a huge shortage of vaccines and at the same time the states were procuring vaccines directly from the vaccine manufacturers vaccine manufacturers uh, not just in india but new tenders had been floated now this actually uh, really complicated the procurement system and hit our vaccination drive so it created two types of vaccination drives there were one which was being uh, completely controlled by the center and which was running just smoothly but on the other hand the 18 to 44 year age group which right now is really becoming the crucial age group that we need to uh, cover Uh, was getting left out in a way that the states were not able to procure vaccines smoothly from the vaccine manufacturers uh, also there was this entire uh, uh, factor of vaccine shortage now the vaccine manufacturers also felt that if they were to uh, you know uh, deal with just one entity as far as procurement was concerned that would work as a better streamline system than dealing with not just the center but you know 36 uh, union territories and states right. so really the government is moving towards the older system what was uh, prevalent uh, before may 1 it is already a tried and tested system not just of procurement but also of the uh, set supply chains cold chain points everything is set so in that sense there are no real challenges the bigger challenge before the government is to ensure that there is private participation in our drive if india needs to scale up we need to involve all of them go down to the right down to the smallest hospital in a district in a um, 
town and ensure their participation, vaccine supply and participation. Dr. Shetty, going ahead, you said we need to vaccinate around 51 crore people and 3-4 months is a crucial time, you are saying. Um, government right now, the way we are going and this change in strategy, uh, how achievable is that? And uh, is that a realistic target? I mean, uh, ICMR has said that by July or uh, early August, we will be able to uh, um, vaccinate at least 1 crore people a day. Given that, the background, is that achievable? Uh, I am very certain that it is possible uh, because it's a matter of time before vaccine uh, availability will be addressed because a lot of Indian companies are in the process of releasing their vaccines and uh, also multinational will also get in because it's after all commercial companies. They want the market and India is a big market. Let's, for a change, not debate whether vaccine will be available or not available because it is not in the hands of us, the citizens. But vaccinating the country, it should not be branded as the job of the government. Government job is to procure the vaccine and give it to us, which I assume they will do it. Our job is to make sure that 51 crore people get vaccinated in a record period of time. And it is possible if it becomes a community affair. What's the meaning of community affair? The government is now trying to vaccinate through various government hospitals of 75% of the country's population. It is not possible. It is a matter of time before government will decide that those who go to the government hospital, they will get vaccinated, but government will also give free vaccination program to the private hospital through the state governments because private hospitals have the largest reach. See, you can't expect all the 75% of the people to queue outside the government hospital. If that is the case, they will become the center point for spreading the COVID because we do not want a large crowd anywhere, especially for life-saving vaccination. And government hospitals are not used to handling this massive crowds and very well organized way of vaccinating. So it is a matter of time. But my suggestion to the government is we should have one policy in the country that no hospital, once they get the vaccine, should not keep vaccine in their refrigerator or in the storage place for more than seven days. That should be the policy. Because if you have the policy, government hospital will be forced to get private sector to join them. And it will also prevent few hospitals holding the vaccine and leisurely vaccinating the people. So we would like vaccine to reach every possible location in big cities and small villages through whatever means it is possible, as long as qualified people are there to vaccinate the patients. Doctor, that's a very relevant point you have raised about the participation of the private hospitals. Uh, so far, the government has maintained that, you know, 25% of the domestic production will be available to the private hospitals with a service charge that they have put a cap on of around uh, rupees uh, 150 a dose. I have, uh, I want to understand two things from, from you. 
this with this service charge is it a viable proposition for hospitals to carry out vaccination and more importantly uh, you know smaller hospitals and health centers so far have not been able to access vaccines uh, you know uh, uh, to take it forward uh, what can be done to help them and since the government has not really uh, uh, said anything on that front and you you believe that it could happen is there a need to expedite uh, that as well uh about the viability of 150 rupees for each vaccination uh we can't look at everything what we do in our life in terms of viability there are certain things we need to do because that has to be done because the cost we are bearing now with the lockdown is uh, huge compared to the uh, money we are going to lose by vaccinating at 150 rupees first of all we are not going to lose money by vaccinating people for 150 rupees but of course we don't make money that's okay certain things has to be done and i know that uh, most of the hospital owners and the doctors and the nurses understand that's their duty and they will uh, uh, abide by the government's uh, suggestion and the capping and if the hospitals are given the freedom to vaccinate uh, virtually 24 hours we can always uh, compensate by the volume of patients we can vaccinate it's a huge volume even though it's a tiny amount of money per vaccination with the country of this size there is enough uh, uh, enough money we can do and i don't think anybody is looking at making money out of vaccination fair enough and what about the availability itself because uh, so far that has been a challenge with smaller private hospitals and health centers we have always grossly underestimated the capacity of this country we are an amazing country when the first wave came we hardly had ppes people were our colleague doctors were wrapping themselves with the trash bin liners and wearing motorcycle hats uh, with the visor uh, to face the covid patients and today uh we are exporting ppes in a less than few weeks we started exporting and we hardly had some 30000 ventilators and we are net exporters of ventilator we are an amazing country we can address any problem but we can address the problem if the government and the private sector and the entrepreneurs and the uh, uh, the everyone come together we are a very very powerful nation and vaccinating 51 crore people uh, it is nothing for us and about the production believe me in the next 2 to 3 months time we will have enough vaccines i think we should be only now discussing about how do we vaccinate everyone who needs the vaccine vaccination and that should be our strategy that will happen if privileged society looks at the underprivileged society as their responsibility to vaccinate them if every company vaccinates their employees and their family if every household of big cities vaccinate their maids their drivers and their support staff it is no big deal i understand government is giving vaccines in the government hospital free of cost but one day i want you to walk into the vaccination centers and see the queue that can put off anybody so why do we have to depend only on the government as citizens don't we have a responsibility so if every person when he takes a vaccine by paying 630 or 700 rupees 
if they can just vaccinate another person, every city in the country, big city, 18 cities can be vaccinated without any problem. It is possible. And every penny of CSR budget of all the companies of India, every company's CSR budget, which is nearly 20,000 crores, if that is spent on vaccination, we can easily uh, reach the target because, see, vaccination is not that expensive. It is the cheapest form of prevention of COVID. We, to vaccinate 51 crore people, we need just 70,000 crore rupees. One day of lockdown cost the country, according to the estimate, it's about 10,000 crore rupees, but I feel it is more than 20, 30,000 crore rupees. So one week of lockdown will pay for the cost of vaccinating 51 crore people. Dr. Shetty, a very, very relevant point on the collaborative effort that is needed right now the, uh, uh, in terms of the vaccination drive. But the one thing that is still in government's control is sourcing it. I wanted to understand from you, what is the your understanding of how the government will be sourcing it? I mean, they have given uh, approvals to some other vaccines as well. Uh, do we have an understanding of how much of uh, the other uh, vaccines would be uh, procured by India because some of them are far more expensive than what we are doing right now. So how will it work? Will the government now buy more expensive vaccines and allocate it to the pool of vaccines? Do we have any understanding of that? See, the, there is something called economy of scale and the uh, power of unfair advantage. I run a group of hospitals about 14% of the heart surgery done in India is done by our group. So when we negotiate with any multinational companies, by talking to us, they get 14% of the Indian cardiac surgery market. Right. So they value us more than somebody who's doing 100 or 200 operations in a year. So always it is better if there is one person negotiating for the whole country, then the dynamics will change. And the other fundamental principle in this type of a time of vaccination and a product which is just precious right now, but we must realize that all these companies are very nervous about the payment. Why are they nervous about the payment? We order for 1 billion vaccine from one big multinational company. And they start making it because to make $1 million, they have to have a separate uh, uh, line of manufacturing. They have to hire more people, invest huge amount of money, and only on our com commitment of order, we they make 1 billion vaccines. And all of a sudden, COVID disappears from India. What happens to those 1 billion vaccines? What are they going to do with that? So, unless in situation like this, why US government, European government paid these companies in advance? so that they have the confidence, they have the enough resources, they don't need to go to a banker to raise money to make the vaccine for us. So this is, this is the general understanding of how business works. This is, the, this is not a policy matter, it is a business matter. So it is very important that there is one organization called Government of India negotiating with the vaccine companies to give us the vaccine. But what happened in India? Whatever reason, Every state government started raising international bidding. There are some municipality corporation raising the international bidding for the vaccine. We looked, you know, it's, it's not the right way to do it. 
the negotiation part, of course, would be much better now. So, I mean, here's hoping that we are able to source more uh, vaccines soon. Uh, the other issue you highlighted was, of course, the role of people right now. I mean, I've been talking to a lot of NGOs who are working across the country. And the common theme uh, in every conversation I have with them is that there is still a lot of vaccine uh, hesitancy in smaller towns and villages. And there are a lot of rumors doing the rounds. यहाँ पर जो वैक्सीनेशन सेंटर पे जो वैक्सीन हो रहा है या मोबाइल वैन या वैक्सीनेशन सेंटर पे तो वहाँ पे जो है चेकअप का कोई मतलब उस तरीके का सुविधा नहीं है जैसे कि वैक्सीनेशन से पहले ब्लड प्रेशर या शुगर बीपी ये सब का जांच का कोई प्रबंध नहीं है तो एक ओ उसके कारण भी लोग जो है थोड़ा सा डर रहे हैं कि पता नहीं उनका कुछ बीमारी हो और वैक्सीन लें और उनको दिक्कत हो जाए बाद में एक दूसरा है कि जितने भी जनप्रतिनिधि हैं हमारे तो वो लोग इसमें सहभागिता बहुत जगह पे दे रहे हैं बहुत जगह पे नहीं दे रहे हैं तो अगर ग्राम सभा के ग्राम प्रधान और जितने भी हमारे जनप्रतिनिधि हैं मुखिया वार्ड ये लोग अगर जा कर के गांव गांव में अवेयरनेस फैलाएंगे या खुद से जो है लोगों को जागरूक करेंगे कि जो है हम लोग लिए हैं आप लोग भी लीजिए कोई दिक्कत नहीं है तो थोड़ा सा इशू को हम लोग ये कर सकते हैं कि लोग जागरूक होंगे और उसके बाद जो है वैक्सीनेशन का रेट बढ़ेगा दूसरा एक सोशल मीडिया भी है कि उसका जो न्यूज़ सब फैल रहा है व्हाट्सएप से फेसबुक से तो कुछ कुछ लोग जो है उसको अफवाह फैला रहे हैं तो वैसे लोग को आइडेंटिफाई तो नहीं कर पा रहे हैं लेकिन गांव में कुछ कुछ लोग हर गाँव में कोई ना कोई एक दो ऐसे मिलते हैं जो कि लोगों को भड़काने का काम कर रहे हैं जैसा कि मंडे को प्रधानमंत्री जी ने अनाउंस किया कि अब जो है राज्य को वही केंद्र ही वैक्सीन देगी और जितना भी टीकाकरण होगा उसका कोई खर्चा राज्य से नहीं मांगा जाएगा तो उसके बाद थोड़ा सा ये देखने को मिला है कि जितने भी पॉलिटिकल लोग हैं जो मेंबर्स हैं गांव लेवल पे टोला लेवल पे तो वो लोग ना थोड़ा सा ज़्यादा एक्टिव हो गए हैं और हम देख पा रहे हैं कि जो अपने आस के लोग को वो लोग मोबलाइज कर रहे हैं और मुझे लगता है कि ये अनाउंसमेंट के बाद मुझे लगता है जितने भी लोग हैं जो ग्राउंड लेवल पर पॉलिटिकली जुड़े हुए हैं वो लोग तो वो लोग भी मदद करेंगे और काफ़ी हद तक मुझे लगता है वैक्सीनेशन में सुधार भी आएगा दैट वॉज प्रशांत कुमार ही इज अ वॉल्टियर विद सुमित्रा जन कल्याण सेवा संस्थान अ ग्रुप विच इज एक्टिवली वर्किंग इन खूटी डिस्ट्रिक्ट इन झारखंड to make people aware of the vaccination drive and help them get vaccinated like he said there is a lot of misinformation among people and local leaders and people with influence have not participated much in increasing awareness but after the prime minister's announcement on monday there is hope that more people may proactively campaign for vaccination dr shetty given that as the background uh, what can be done because we have seen how the government drove the for example the polio vaccination policy it was a long term plan and it really focused on many aspects of uh, uh, vaccine awareness what can be done right now to kind of uh, uh, you know push this program and make the vaccination happen soon see the i understand the vaccination hesitancy but people after the second wave have realized that it's a covid is a serious problem and there is something called vaccination which can protect us during the first wave whenever i was driving towards the villages i could see villages small towns hardly anyone wore a mask 
there was no social distancing. But during the second wave, I could see a dramatic transformation. I could see a large number of people wearing masks. So there is an awareness because it has really uh, hit them hard. Earlier, they were spared. So it is less. But if the vaccination exercise becomes a community affair, then things will change. That will only happen if, if the people who are the leaders at every level, starting from the village to a company to the big city, every city has few opinion makers. So if they can come forward and start convincing people that they have vaccinated themselves, when the vaccination effort started, this is in the beginning, very, a lot of my colleague doctors didn't want to take vaccine. So I told everyone that I will be the first person to take the vaccine in my company. We have about 20,000 people working all over. So I took the vaccine first. So if a housewife tells the maid that, look, I am vaccinated, my husband is vaccinated, my children are vaccinated, so I'm giving an opportunity to get yourself vaccinated, it has a lot more weight than the government declaring that everyone should vaccinate themselves or a leading film star saying that go and vaccinate yourself. So vaccine is the only answer for uh, the pandemic right now. Exactly. So doctor, the one thing that you uh, have been talking about and you are involved with the Karnataka government uh, when it comes to their uh, plan for a possible third wave. Uh, I want to understand where we stand vis-a-vis -vis that because there's some mixed signals. I mean, uh, principal scientific advisor to the center said that uh, the third wave is inevitable. And then he get, went and said that it may not happen if we take strong measures. So what is the likelihood of a third wave right now? Because historically, you know, viral respiratory diseases like SARS had multiple waves. So what is the what is likely to be the life cycle of COVID-19 and how should we be approaching it right now? Our fundamental problem in our country is we like to believe that Indians are different. So a lot of the mess we have landed is to believe that we are different. Whatever happened in US and Europe won't happen to us. Okay. <laughs> so time has come for us to... Uh, except that we are like Americans and Europeans. We are no different. And second thing is, let's. it is pointless debate about whether there is going to be a third wave. It is a pointless debate whether children will get infected or not. The most important thing is we should be prepared for the third wave. We should be prepared for the third wave to infect children as well because they're not vaccinated, especially the adolescents between 12 and 18 years, right? And even in US, the number of children uh, who got uh, landed in ICU is high in the second wave than the first wave. So we have millions of those kids. So it is important we shouldn't be raising an alarm or, you know, the, 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 the spread the fear psychosis around. We should be prepared for a third wave. We should be prepared for a third wave as bad as the second wave or even worse than the second wave. We'll hope and pray to God that it doesn't happen. But if it happens, we are ready. Just want to give a very simple message. Failure to prepare is 
preparing to fail. If you do not prepare ourselves for the third wave, we will land in trouble. If you do not prepare ourselves for a third wave, also affecting children, we will be in trouble because it is going to be a different scenario if the children get infected. We have over 150, 160 million children who are less than 12 years. And little kids, when they get infected, they cannot be managed in the COVID ICU by the nurses and doctors. We need the parents to be with the kid. How do you send a, a young mother of three children to a COVID ICU where there are another 50 COVID patients and this young lady is not vaccinated or this young man is not vaccinated? It's very unfair. So what do we do? Let's vaccinate those 300 million young parents as soon as possible. Let's not debate whether it's going to happen. It's a futile debate. You're wasting your time. We will concentrate on ensuring that we are prepared for the third wave. We are prepared for the worst type of third wave. That makes sense. Doctor, that's a very, very um, crucial point that you have made that, you know, it's a waste of time discussing whether it's happening or not. And uh, the lack of preparedness, uh, you know, we... We faced problems because of that in the second wave. So there's really not much of an option for us. Uh, have you have you escalated these suggestions to the government? And uh, do you see them moving in a direction that uh, they give priority to children and parents? And uh, what other measures could we be do? Uh, could we take um, right now to kind of prepare towards that direction? You know, it's very interesting. We always think the government doesn't take action. I just want to let you know that Maharashtra government created a committee, task force to uh, uh, prepare the Maharashtra state against children getting infected with COVID around two months ago. And UP government has created a task force, or at least they are thinking about it. So the many, many Karnataka government obviously started a, created a task force, you know, a couple of, I mean, about a month ago. We have to do a lot of things like our NEET postgraduate exam is scheduled in September or October. So we have over 1,80,000 young doctors sitting at home, mugging for the multiple choice questions for the NEET PG exam. Whereas if we can prepone the NEET exam now, about 35,000 of 1,80,000 doctors will get the PG seat and they can easily participate in the COVID care for the third wave, and 1,30,000, 1,40,000 doctors are left out because they didn't get the PG seat, and we can make an offer to them that we will give them a grace mark if they are willing to work in the COVID ICU. Grace marks are part and parcel of Indian healthcare system. It's nothing exceptional. We give grace mark for people working in the villages called rural health service. We give grace mark for many, many other categories. So we can do that and get the workforce because COVID, if it uh, attacks tier two, tier three cities, villages, we have a serious problem because our government hospitals are the only big hospitals in these areas. And these hospitals before the COVID had a shortage of nearly 75%, 80% shortage of medical specialists. So we can do a lot of things. We have a lot of resources, but we have to put all those jigsaw puzzle pieces together. Jigsaw puzzle, I mean, that sounds like a good uh, comparison. And uh, uh, like you said, I think a more 360 degree view of the whole problem and uh, solution based on that is 
probably the way out of this pandemic. Uh, doctor, uh, we are standing uh, at a point where, you know, the second wave seems to be receding a little bit. Uh, vaccination has picked up and government is making changes to kind of streamline the process. Uh, uh, you know, new COVID cases have dropped below the one lakh uh, mark for the first time in two months. With uh, this happening, states are now slowly easing the lockdowns. Should we be concerned? Are there any points that uh, the government and the people need to keep in mind right now? Uh, there are few things what every government should do, state and central government. First thing they should do is to monitor how many days the vaccine stayed in the government hospital fridge or the private hospital fridge and mandate that within seven days they have to vaccinate themselves or give it to others. That will dramatically increase the space of vaccination and there has to be monitoring. And the second thing, there should be a transparent way of knowing how much vaccine has been released to the market where it is. That is very, very important. So that the, everybody knows what to expect. And the third thing is do not look at lockdown as the means of protecting against COVID. When you, you cannot hide from the virus, you may hide for a few days. When you come out of your hiding, virus will get you. Every state should be uh, given the freedom to chart their own course as how do they want to manage because by saying that only center knows and the state government doesn't know how to manage the problem that is not the right way democracy works and by having multiple ways of managing the same problem in the end you realize what works what doesn't work so that is the a way it should function and i'm glad that they are having each state is navigating its own course and they are mature citizens, mature people. They know what is good for them. What is good for Assam may not be good for Karnataka. So you can't have one solution for a whole country as big as India. So clearly the lockdown cannot be a solution going ahead. Doctor, before we wrap up, I wanted to ask you one broader question. This pandemic was unprecedented but it has exposed the gaps in India's healthcare system. The experience of the second wave, especially, will haunt us for a very long time. What should be done to make healthcare more efficient and affordable? What would be your key suggestions? Uh, first of all, we have to understand that the fuel of healthcare delivery are the doctors, nurses, and medical technicians. A country like India, the size of the country with 1.3 billion population has no idea about how many doctors are practicing in India. The, there are a lot of uh, documents coming. There are 10 lakh doctors, 12 lakh doctors practicing in India. That is rubbish. That is not the case. Because if you really check the document, there are doctors who registered themselves in 1930s. According to the document, they are still working. More than 10% of the doctors working in the US and Europe are registered in India. About 30% of the doctors registered in India do not practice medicine. So we should know how many doctors we have now, which we don't know. Then 
you'll be surprised we have no idea how many doctors we need in the country how many family practitioners we need how many cardiologists or orthopedicians we need we have no idea so if you don't know how many we have if you do not know how many we need to have how are you going to make the strategy so essentially these are the fundamental questions we have to ask we have to address then we have to see how we can produce we have 500 medical colleges and they have 20 acre campus no university in the world has this kind of a rigid requirement right and it costs about 500 600 crore rupees to build these medical colleges so we have to relook at what medical education is learn from the western countries where it doesn't matter whether you have 5 acres or 20 acres they all look at the quality of service what you offer so choose 300 best medical colleges or 500 uh, i mean 400 best medical colleges just give them additional 100 seats then you get 330000 additional seats you can train 30000 more doctors at very little cost so this country first thing should realize that investing money on healthcare is not going to change the way healthcare is delivered in india if you increase a budgetary allocation from current 1% or 1.2% to 5% or 10% it is not going to change i can tell you that if every state was given to chart the course of medical education nursing education paramedic education by this time we would have been the most advanced healthcare delivery system in the world because every state would modify the mechanism of training doctors uh, and nurses to address the need of their state today they are all uh, paralyzed the universities of the countries are nothing but exam conducting agencies thank you so much dr shetty for joining us today and sharing your insights this was really a very interesting conversation the central government's move to take back control of procuring vaccine seems to be a step in the right direction as it gives india better negotiation power but dr shetty believes that the government should bring into the fold the private sector too to leverage on their reach while the government does its bit people need to ensure that their communities are getting vaccinated When Dr Shetty says that the debate around a likely third wave is pointless it is a warning that we cannot waste any more time and that we need to increase our efforts towards vaccination and care of covid patients even children we need a 360 degree strategy to prepare monitor and implement an effective plan to deal with the virus we also need a long term plan to reboot and revamp medical infrastructure and the government should pay heed to suggestions of experienced doctors like dr shetty that's all from us for now i'm rachita prasad and you've been listening to the morning brief this episode was edited and coordinated by anjali venugopalan i hope you enjoyed listening to this episode we look forward to your feedback write to us at the morning brief at timesgroup.com and if you like this episode please share on your social media handles we'd really appreciate that the morning brief airs every tuesday thursday and friday thank you for listening and have a great day all external sound clips used in this episode belong to their respective owners credit mentioned in the description box